uh, get your hearts open. We are now going to transition and uh, we are really, really privileged to have Wendy Mann with us speaking uh, from Bedford this morning. And uh, it's great that Wendy is part of King's Arms Church in Bedford. She is found at TSM. Many of us have had the amazing privilege to join that. I've been so enjoying being part of TSM uh, this year. Uh, Marco Wenning has now taken over from Wendy and uh, uh, I've been so impacted Wendy by your teaching it's been absolutely phenomenal either from your books or in person it's been absolutely wonderful I know you've had prophetic words of your life uh, being a spiritual mother to many well you've definitely been a spiritual mother to me uh, in the uh, in the last few years and uh, it's been absolutely amazing I've been so encouraged by your uh, simplicity and encouragement and boldness it's absolutely amazing I think so many times we make life with God complicated and yet your your boldness I think has really uh, gotten through to me and I'm so grateful for that so I'm really excited to have you with us I'm going to quickly hand over to you Wendy to give you as much time as we can to come and speak into our hearts wonderful thank you so much Walter. thank you so much everyone it's so great to be with you it's, it's so fun to do a live meeting because all of ours are recorded and um, I loved popping into different people's households so excited to see you Claire Robottom we used to go to church together. You used to be in King's Island. It's so lovely to see you. In fact, Claire, I was just praying for you during the worship because it's been years and I felt like good God give me a quick word for you so I can see you um, brief a little bit. Um, but Claire, I just felt like God said to um, uh, find out what your name meant. So I just looked it up and your name means bright and clear. And uh, I, I felt like God just wanted to say to you that that's how he sees you. He sees you as bright and clear and that there is... Um, that's also how he wants to use you, that you are a light who shines uh, for people around you. They see something of Jesus in you. And I felt like God just wanted to encourage you this morning that that is how he sees you and uh, that there is a lightness and a brightness in you and that people do see that. And I just felt, I don't know, I just felt like you just needed to hear some encouragement this morning. I feel like God also says that there's a new season for you to step into and that it's to do with dreams coming back to life again so I feel like God just wants to breathe fresh life into you this morning and that he's called you to be significant he's called you to be an influencer and that you are bright and clear and that people see Jesus in you so I hope that encourages you my friend um be super blessed and go for it don't hold back you're amazing all right hope that was all right everybody um but so good to be with you all and really excited about what God's going to do this morning. Um, I, I want to talk about um, hunger for the presence of God. So I was very encouraged by all the themes that are uh, coming through the worship. And I know from speaking to Valter and Simona that you guys are hungry for God's presence and you're going after God's presence. And that's just so brilliant. And so I just want to share some thoughts with you all. And then we're going to pray. The great thing about lockdown is that the Holy Spirit is not locked down. So that is brilliant news that he is right with us in our rooms on the beach. I'm slightly jealous of the guy on the beach, actually. I quite, quite like to be on the beach, but he's with us wherever we are. And um, uh, he's got stuff he wants to do this morning. So um, let me just pray and then we'll go for it. Father, we just want to thank you so much that you're with us and that you're close to us and that you love us and that you have good things for us this morning. And Father, we just want to say we so long to meet with you, God. We don't want to just go through another, another session online, God. We want to encounter the living God. And we thank you, Father, that's what you long for for us. 
And so, God, would you come? Would you come and speak to us? Would you come and encourage us? Would you come and stir our faith? Would you come and fill us with your love? We ask it in Jesus' name. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. I was remembering um, the first time I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't know if you can remember the first time you were prayed for to be baptized in the Holy Spirit or to be filled with the Holy Spirit, but... Mine was when I was a student, I'd moved to Bedford to be uh, to train as a PE teacher and I'd done an alpha course. And uh, I, I remember on this alpha course, we had a, a weekend away called the Holy Spirit weekend. And uh, we went away from the weekend to learn all about the Holy Spirit. And I had been brought up going to church. It was a fairly traditional Baptist church. And um, I, I didn't really understand much about the Holy Spirit. And I, I'd been to a couple of meetings outside the church and seen the Holy Spirit at work. So I'd seen people laughing and um, uh, falling over and crying. And I just hadn't understood what was going on. And so I was a little bit freaked out by the whole thing and thought, if that's the Holy Spirit, I don't really want to know the Holy Spirit. I just want to avoid, avoid all of that. Anyway, I did this Alpha course and we did this Holy Spirit weekend. And I learned for the first time who the Holy Spirit is and what he does and how we get filled with the Holy Spirit. And the opportunity came on the evening. If you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you're going to just want to encourage you to stand up. And they encouraged us to put our hands out, which is our, obviously the way that, you know, the Christian way to receive the Holy Spirit. So they talked about put your hand out. It's like receiving a present and the Holy Spirit will meet with you. So um, I, I was still pretty scared, but I knew I'd seen something in the people leading the course that was different to what I knew. There was a life in their eyes. There was a freedom. There was a joy. And I thought, gosh, if what you've got, I can have. I'd, I'd like that. And so I'd stood up, put my hands out to receive the Holy Spirit and people prayed for me. And it was amazing. I still remember the encounter now. I just felt the love of God. I remember just crying a lot because suddenly what I'd known about God is information suddenly became real. I, I tangibly experienced his love and his, his heart for me. And I just stood there for ages like, oh, wow, this is God, it's like, like, like the light bulb went on. God is actually real and God really loves me and wants to meet with me. And it, and it changed my life. And um, I remember God put a hunger in me in that moment for more of his presence. I, I was just, I just was hooked. I was like, wow, it's like, this is what I've been made for. It's like when his presence came, I suddenly felt alive and felt myself and thought, gosh, this is where I feel most myself and most free is when his presence comes. And over the years, I've had loads of times of meeting with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes it's been very peaceful and quiet and I haven't felt anything. Sometimes it's been powerful and um, sometimes I've cried. Sometimes I've laughed. And the thing is, every time God's presence has come and met with me, I've been changed. I think that the times I have been most changed is when I've been reading the Bible and the Holy Spirit's come and met with me or when I've been in a ministry time and the Holy Spirit has come and spoken to me or I've been in worship and the presence of God has come and met with me. And I'm just, I'm just more and more hungry for the Holy Spirit. I realize I've been made for the presence of God. But when, when I'm in God's presence, I feel most myself. And the truth is we've all been made for the presence of God. We are made for a relationship with God. One day when we're in heaven, we are going to be face to face with him. We are going to be continually in his presence and that's when we're going to be most fully alive. But in this life, we get glimpses of that life. When he comes, we're like, wow, it's like this is home. It feels like home for me. When God comes, 
it feels like I'm at home. And so I just want to encourage us this morning to really be hungry for his presence. And um, I want to talk a little bit about... Oh, that was, that was not part of the script. But I want to talk a little bit about Moses and the life of Moses and particularly an interaction he had with God, which shows us his hunger for God's presence. And so in this story, I'm going to be flitting around in the Bible, but I'm going to start in Exodus 33. In this particular story, Moses has led the people of Israel out of Egypt. So he's led them out of slavery and they've crossed the Red Sea on, on dry ground. They've seen this incredible miracle and he's leading them towards the promised land. But the people of Israel whinge and complain and mess up. And so what we're going to pick up here is an encounter that Moses is having with, with God, where God says to Moses, look, Moses, I'm going to send you forward. You're going to defeat your enemies. You're going to get into the promised land, but I'm not going to go with you. Otherwise, I'm going to kill you. Like, basically, he's got to say, I'm fed up with these people. What I'll do is I'll send an angel. I'll send an angel with you. So in Exodus 33, verse 2, this is God speaking. He says, I will send an angel before you to drive out the Canaanites, Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Go up to this land that flows with milk and honey, but I will not travel among you, for you are a stubborn and rebellious people. If I did, I would surely destroy you along the way. Now, I don't know if you've ever considered yourself in that position. I don't know about you, but I probably would have been tempted to take the angel. Okay, God, well, I'm happy with an angel. Because angels in, in scripture, they are powerful beings. You know, when people encountered angels, they would fall on their face and they were awesome beings and also you can see from this piece of scripture god promises your enemies will be driven out and you will inherit the promised land so i would i might have been tempted to say okay i'll take the angel the enemies are going to be um, dealt with and i'm going to step into the promises over my life mm -hmm. but what we see here in moses is a hunger for god above all of that moses priority wasn't that his enemies were defeated or that he stepped into the promises even. Moses' hunger was for God himself. For Moses, the prize was God himself and his presence. And so what we see in this scripture is that Moses seeks God and he spends time with him and he speaks to him and he says, please come with us. And what we see is God relents and he says to Moses, okay, Moses, I will come with you. I will personally come with you and I will give you rest. And so God changes his mind. He's okay, I'm going to come with you guys. And again, you might think, well, that is enough. That's enough for Moses. Surely that's, you know, he, God said he's going to come and Moses, okay, great. But we, don't, we see the hunger in Moses' heart flow out of him again. Um, in Moses, uh, in Exodus, sorry, 33, verse 15, the hunger in Moses' heart comes out and he says, Moses says, if you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me, on me and on your people, if you don't go with us? For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all the other people on the earth. I just love this cry in Moses' heart. He really understood that the only thing that separates him and the people of Israel from anyone else on the planet is that God is with them. It's the presence of God. And uh, Moses was desperate for God's presence to be among them. And I love that. And I feel very similar when it, when it comes to church and gathering in church or church meetings. I just think the only thing that separates us gathering together 
compared to any other social gathering on the earth is that God should be among us. I don't know whether you are passionate about that, but I want people to come into church meetings and, and realise, hang on, I mean, something's different about these people. You know, if you just wanted to sing songs without the presence of God, you could join a choir. But the thing that should separate our, our times of singing is that God comes. People encounter the manifest presence of God. And Moses realised, God, if you don't go with us, no one's going to know that we're your people. The thing that is going to distinguish us from anyone else is that your presence is with us. And I love that. And again, God repeats and he says to Moses, okay, Moses, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with you. And again, you might think, well, that would, have been, that would have been enough for Moses. But what I love, what happens next, is just the hunger in Moses' heart comes out again. Because he's not satisfied with that. God has said twice now, I'm going to go with you. And then Moses calls out, now show me your glory. <laughs> now show me your glory. I mean, have you, have you seen this before? The hunger in Moses' heart for more of God. Now show me your glory. And, and what's amazing is God loves it. God loves hunger. Because he responds to Moses and says, okay, uh, you can't see my face, but I will pass all my goodness. I will cause all my goodness to, to pass beside you and you can see my back. <laughs> I'm going to hide you in the cleft of the rock. But God responds to Moses' hunger. And what I love about this, this whole dialogue is that Moses shows us what it looks like to be, to, to be passionate about the presence of God and to prioritise God's presence and to pursue God's presence. And what I love is that Moses calling out for God's presence was not just for the stuff he was going to go and do. He wasn't just like, God, I need your presence to defeat the enemies. I need your presence to enter the promises. Moses crying out for God was because Moses loved God. <laughs> it's because he wanted God himself. For Moses... God was the price. For Moses, the presence of God in his life was what he was longing for. And so I just want to ask us this morning, how are we doing about being hungry for the presence of God? And not just being hungry for his presence because of the stuff we feel called to do or the stuff we want to see, but hungry for his presence because we love him. Just because he's God and he's our friend and we want to know him close to us and experience him. How are we doing at that? And, you know, what we see in Exodus with Moses actually points towards Jesus. It actually shows us as a foretaste of what Jesus is like. So Moses led the nation of Israel out of slavery um, uh, and into freedom through the Red Sea. But Jesus, through the cross, makes it possible for all humans to come out of the slavery to sin and shame and separation from God into relationship with the Father. And if you're joining this morning and you don't, know, don't yet know Jesus, that's what God's done for you. He's made a way for you to come into relationship with, you, with your heavenly father. Moses looks like, teaches us what it looks like to be hungry for God's presence and to prioritise his presence. And Jesus actually underlines and reinforces this and makes it possible for all of us to be filled with the spirit of God and to know the presence of God. You know, just before Jesus goes back into heaven, he, he tells his disciples, guys, don't go anywhere until you have been filled with the Holy Spirit. He says to them, don't do anything until the presence of God has come and filled you. So we see in Moses, Moses saying, don't send us anywhere until you come with your presence. And Jesus says, guys, don't go anywhere until my presence has filled you. We see the same priority for the presence of God in Moses, but also reinforced with Jesus. He says, guys, don't try and do anything till the presence of God has filled you until you've been baptised. 
And so it was, it was supremely important for Jesus that his followers were filled with the presence of God, not just as a one-off event, but continually filled with his presence, knowing the tangible presence of God on the earth with them. In fact, he actually says to his disciples in John 16, verse 7, it's better that I go away. It's actually better for you guys. I just I think that would have blown their brains. They would have been devastated, I think, that Jesus was going. But he said, guys, it's better that I go because then I can send the Holy Spirit. He's going to help you. He's going to fill you. He's going to reveal the Father to you. It's going to be really good for you that I go so the Holy Spirit can come. But don't do anything until you've been filled with him. wonder if we think like that. not going to do anything until I've been filled with the Holy Spirit again. So in just a moment, I want us to pray. But let me just tell you a few of the amazing things that you can enjoy in God's presence. There's so many things I could talk about. But let me just tell you a few things um, that I love about the presence of God. Um, number one, in God's presence, you can experience joy. Some of you need to experience joy. I'm looking at your faces. and I'm sure you're just concentrating and listening to me, but you can smile. Smile at me if you like. But when the Holy Spirit comes, he brings joy. Psalm 16, 11 tells us, in his presence is fullness of joy. So when God comes, people, one of the fruits of God being in your life is joy, happiness, lightness. Um, I remember a time once when I really met with the presence of God and I really, really laughed a lot and I didn't really understand what was going on and I felt a bit silly, but I do know when I got up, I was healed from a stomach condition through laughing. <laughs> Joy is powerful. It's powerful medicine. And when the Holy Spirit comes, he brings joy and we can experience joy in our lives. Second thing, um, in God's presence, people get to experience God as their father. When the Holy Spirit comes, he reveals who God is as the father. Um, and when we encounter God as our father, we also get to experience who we are as sons and daughters. You know, Romans 8 talks about we've not been given the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. We've been given the spirit of adoption. And by him, we cry, Abba, Father. So in other words, it's the Holy Spirit in us that enables us to cry out to God. Abba, Father, it's him that helps us to do that. You can't call out to God as Father if you're not full of the Spirit. It's very difficult to do that because it's the Holy Spirit that enables us, gives us revelation of God as Father. The same scripture also says, um, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So in other words, it's also the Holy Spirit that bears witness with us. You're a son, you're a daughter. So if you want to go on this journey of knowing God as your father, which, by the way, is the main way that Jesus wants to reveal the father. When, when Jesus came, the main thing he wanted to reveal about God was he's a good father. OK, so that is the most important revelation of, of God to go after him as father. If you want to go on that journey, you've got to be filled with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit enables us to do that. A couple more real quick. Um, one of the names Jesus gives the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. So when the presence of God comes, he guides us into all truth, he guides us to Jesus. He also guides us into truth, which is why we should read the Bible with the Holy Spirit. because He's the one who's going to teach us about truth. Also, in God's presence, there's power. So when God's presence comes, we can experience power. People get physically healed, emotionally healed. People get set free. People come to know Jesus when the Holy Spirit comes. You know, the Holy Spirit is the best evangelist. He's brilliant at revealing God to people who don't yet know him and helping them to repent, to come into relationship with him. And I think what I've learned over the years is when you're 
prioritizing God's presence and you're asking God to fill you, you get more done by accident than you ever did trying, trying really hard. Remember hearing that statement, you get more done by accident than you ever did on purpose. When God rocks up, all the stuff you've been working really hard for, in a moment, God can do. Because he's all powerful and he's amazing and he's good. So I want to encourage us to go on this journey of being hungry for God. He's really eager to meet with us. We don't have to force him, but he does love hunger. He does respond to hunger. And just like one of the words in the worship, you know, Luke 11 tells us, how do we, how do we prioritize God's presence? How do we get full of the spirit? Just ask. Ask. Ask, seek, knock. Ask him, Father, would you fill me again with your presence? God, I'm longing for your presence. Would come and fill me. And we've got to realize every time we pray that, God comes. Whether you feel anything or not, he comes because he loves to come and meet with his kids. And when we are a church full of believers who are full of the presence of God, anything's possible. And I know you guys are longing for that. I know you guys are longing for more of God and uh, more of his kingdom. And I would just say, this is a huge key. If you, if you, if you just prioritize the presence of God, amazing things will happen. And so I just want us to take some time to pray, if that's okay. Um, and what's, the, what's great about this is kids, the Holy Spirit is available for you as well. There is no difference in the Holy Spirit that you are allowed to be filled with than us adults. So I just want to pray for all of us. And um, there's a few things I feel like God wants to do. I'm going to read them all out and then we'll just pray. But I do believe God wants to meet with all of us. I know he does. So as I was praying before the meeting, just a few things God highlighted. First of all, I just feel like in this season, God really wants to come and bring some comfort for some people. So the Holy Spirit, another, one, another of his names is the Comforter. And uh, I'm not sure we're always very good at knowing how to receive comfort from God. But I feel like for some of us in this season, what we really need is to know the comfort of God. And as, as I pray in a minute, I, he, the Holy Spirit's going to come and, and bring comfort into, into your hearts and different scenarios you're facing. Second thing I felt God speak to me about was people who need breakthrough in finances. I just feel loads of faith for provision at the moment. So if that relates to you and you think, oh, I need some breakthrough in the whole area of finance, then I would love to pray for you. The third thing was someone with a neck condition. I felt like it was the left-hand side of your neck and that you sometimes get a stabbing pain. So if that relates to you, it could be the right side if I've got it wrong, if anything to do with the neck, but I actually felt like it was a stabbing pain in the left side of the neck. And the last thing was to do with sinus pain. I think it's called rhinitis. Um, I think that's what it's called. So I think it's just to do with your nose and sinuses. Um, so those are the few things I felt God say. So if any of those make sense to you, if you want to respond at all for comfort, finances, neck pain or sinitis, why don't you just wave at me real quick so I can just see, I'm going to look through the screens. So wave at me for a while so I can see, keep waving. There's quite a few of you. Okay, brilliant. And some of you haven't got your videos on. That's fine. Okay. Well, if you're responding, you can just make yourself comfortable. Maybe put your hands out. You can stand if you want. You can kneel. Do whatever you want to do. If you're responding to uh, a stabbing pain in your neck or sinus pain, put your hand on your neck or your nose. And uh, let's, just, let's just ask the Father to come. And if you're not responding to any of those words, please do receive anyway. Um, God wants to come and meet with you and speak to you. So... Let me pray. Father, I just want to thank you so much for your kindness to us. Whoa, thank you so much for your presence with us right now, Papa. Thank you that you are with every single one of us. Wow. Whew. 
Uh, God, I just pray that you would increase your presence in every room. Wherever we are right now, Holy Spirit, would you come fill us? Pray for our kids. Pray for our kids and for us as adults, God, would you come? Every single person who can hear my voice, I pray, Father, that you would come and meet with them right now. Whoa. Father, I want to thank you that you love hunger and that you respond to hunger. And I know that there are hungry hearts in this room. So, Father, I just pray, increase your presence. God, I pray for everyone who needs to encounter your comfort right now. Pray, Holy Spirit, come. Would you supernaturally come and comfort? Comfort hearts, comfort minds, in Jesus' name. Whoa. I feel like some of you who are responding for the need for comfort also, you're struggling to sleep. And I just pray, Father, that you would break insomnia in the name of Jesus off of people right now. I pray for deep, deep, fulfilling sleep for my brothers and sisters. God, I pray for deep, deep rest. Father, I pray for those responding who need breakthrough in finances. God, thank you that you are a provider. I just release provision. I release provision, a miraculous provision. God, I thank you that you love to provide, that everything belongs to you. There is no lack. So, Papa, I just pray for provision in Jesus' name right now. And God, I pray for neck pain to go. God, I pray for an ease of movement in necks in the name of Jesus. God, would you come and strengthen necks and restore healing in Jesus' name. And for sinuses, rhinitis, anything to do with sinus issues, Father, I pray for a freedom to breathe without discomfort in Jesus' name. Anyone who's suffering with hay fever, God, I just command it come completely lift off in the name of Jesus. And I just release healing and wholeness and completeness in the name of Jesus. God, thank you so much for your presence. Thank you so much for your closeness. Thank you so much, God, that there is so much more for us. We are just scratching the surface of what is available. <laughs> and I just pray for, for, this, for this church, for these brothers and sisters, for this church, that your presence would be right at the centre and they would see remarkable breakthrough because you are in their midst. Pray for it in Jesus' name, for your glory, Father. Amen. Amen. Well, back to you, Valta. Bless you guys. Oh, thank you so much, Wendy. That was excellent. Thank you. Thanks so much for being with us. Such a privilege to have you speak into, and we receive all that you've brought.